Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Um, we've talked a lot about inflation uh, in this country over recent months as, as it's continued to escalate. We're, it's higher than it's been in decades, as a matter of fact, uh, going back to the 1980s, 6.8% last month. And that hits all of us because, um, you know, inflation is inflation, but especially right now because we're talking about food prices soaring 10%. Increases fuel prices. You know what's happening at the gas pumps, and that just translates to everything right across the board. So, so things that are pretty tough to work around for most of us. There's no avoiding it, right? Um, the central bank, as we've talked about, has raised interest rates to try and cool things off. They're going to do it again next month. We fully anticipate that. But is there other things that can be done? What about the government? What about the federal government? Is there things that they can do to try and help Canadians deal with this? So, to have that conversation, we're joined now by Soheb Shahud, who is the director of economic innovation at the Conference Board of Canada. Uh, Soheb, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for having me. So to start, I mean, the government has said right from the beginning here that there's really not a lot they can do. It's not within their control. There's global this and there's global that. So um, first of all, should we be pointing fingers at the federal government? Do they have a role to play here? Well, you know, um, when the pandemic first hit, uh, you know, countries were spending left, right, and center. And Canada was no exception. And a lot of the spending had to be done, uh, you know, to stave off an even deeper recession. Having said that, you know, it's also true that we spent a lot of money in 2020 and in 2021. And that led to a lot of strong demand. And that strong demand was interacting with weak supply. And it's still, you know, interacting with weak supply, pushing prices higher. So, yes, it's a global phenomenon, inflation that is, but yep. there's things we can do at home that can reduce the impact. What kind of things? What 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 would you look to the federal government to do? Well, you know, there's several things. You know, um, I think the federal government could start from the energy and food sector. You know, these are areas where low-income Canadians are really hurting the most. Uh, for example, you know, it could cut gas and fuel taxes. For example, you know, the GST on gasoline. It could also reduce taxes on food, for example, the HST. But that's not it. I think some more targeted and temporary measures would also help, for example, you know, giving some tax breaks for low-income workers, you know, uh, some tax support to seniors, uh, as well as, you know, cuts on corporate taxes on small businesses. You know, so that's just the taxation side. Mm -hmm. On On the spending side, I really... Um, you know, I really urge, you know, the government to, you know, provide targeted and temporary support, you know, really geared toward lessening the pain from inflation for the average Canadian. For example, by supporting, you know, Canadians who want to make their homes more energy efficient uh, and by also, you know, boosting power generation from renewable sources such as wind and solar. So you're talking about two things, essentially. One would be more long-term, but another one would offer immediate release, uh, relief in the form of uh, lifting some of the taxes, at least temporarily. Absolutely. And I think that is what we really need. You know, we need some, you know, near-term support for Canadians because, you know, first of all, you know, let me also acknowledge, by the way, that, you know, the government is in indeed a difficult position when it comes to supporting Canadians at a time when prices, as you said, are at a three-decade high. Having said that, 
Now, there are a few things, you know, that can be done, some of them that I already mentioned. But if you read the federal budget that came out last month, you know, the word affordable, you know, featured almost 100 times in that budget. However, in terms of substance, you know, I don't think the budget had enough on tackling near This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D near-term inflationary pressures, which have been exacerbated by Russia's invasion of Ukraine yeah. and the resulting supply chain disruptions. For example, you know, there's little mention of providing Canadians with some respite from inflation in the form of targeted uh, you know, tax cuts, despite the government having more revenues than they previously forecasted. Um, are there governments that are doing that? If you take a look around the world, other G7, other G20, are there other governments that are doing a better job of helping out the people in their countries dealing with this soaring inflation? You know, yes, there are. Uh, you know, for example, let's just take the example of uh, the United Kingdom. You know, the UK announced temporary relief uh, for its population by cutting some duties in the energy sector last March. Now, if that wasn't enough, you know, they will be announcing very soon a mini budget uh, to help struggling households with their energy bills. And this just goes on to show you the urgency of the matter in some of the other G7 countries. And I hope we see the same kind of urgency here in Canada. What kind of an impact would that have on, um, first of all, Canadians, like those of us that are struggling with inflation? How much relief are we talking about here? And is it spread right across the board? Like you said, some targeted efforts would be welcomed. But with what we see happening in other places, how much relief really can they provide? Well, uh, you know, uh, it's really about, you know, being targeted and it's also about being temporary because a lot of these support measures, you know, they are are easy to implement, but they also end up being more long lasting, which, you know, ends up being a drain on the fiscal uh, situation of any government. You know, prices are rising across the board. You know, just go to your nearest grocery store or gas station and look at where prices were just a week ago compared to today. Yeah. But, you know, if you dig deeper into the data, you'll see that it's really the low-income Canadians who are being, being hit the hardest. And those are the ones who I really have in mind when I talk about targeted support. And the reason is that, you know, low-income Canadians, they spend a larger proportion of their total expenditure on shelter, a larger proportion of the total uh, expenditure on, on food. And even when, you know, energy prices go up, they're really the ones who suffer the most because they often tend to live in homes that are not as energy efficient as the homes of the high income. Um, and it's also through this channel, you know, higher prices are exacerbating the inequalities that exist in our society. And I think this is why it's not wrong to say that, you know, higher prices, the kind of prices we are seeing today, are really a tax on the poor, not necessarily the rich. Um, how long, I mean, how long would these kind of efforts have to be put in? I mean, how long do we expect inflation will remain running rampant like it has been over the past few months? 
Well, you know, if I look at some of the factors that are, uh, you know, impacting inflation, um, you know, I don't really see any uh, any respite from uh, from all these high prices anytime soon. Um, you, know, uh, you know, the supply chain disruptions are still there. Uh, you know, demand is still outstripping uh, supply. Uh, you know, geopolitical tensions are still high. Uh, energy prices are still high. So I don't really see any reason why inflation will come down rapidly and consistently, um, you know, anytime soon. Now, as for the support measures, um, you know, the, for example, you know, some political parties across across uh, across the country have you know promised some temporary uh, support. For example, you know, the Alberta government has temporarily suspended taxes on gas. The Ontario PC party has promised to temporarily reduce gas taxes if you know the party returns to power. The Ontario NDP has also made similar promises. Uh, having said that, I think uh, the idea, I think the, the intention is there, which is that we need to provide immediate support. But I would really like some urgency when it comes to providing the support. Interesting discussion. Uh, so, hey, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us.